You hear that? No, hear that? I didn't. I didn't get a clear. Oh, well, it was the sound of motivation. <laughs> Hang on, let me take it. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I just built it all over me. I just built it all over me. How many have you had already today, Glenn? <laughs> all right, we're supposed oh, to be recording right now. <laughs> for those that are not watching this and actually listening to this, I just spilt my Bilsons all over me. I got a, a mango and coconut, and it's mm. fucking delicious. Yum. I have stuck with good old rainbow sherbet. Oh, keeps us going, keeps us going. How are you, Chloe? It does. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm um, really good. I'm um, looking forward to this week. I'm um, ready to go, I guess, is the, the easiest way to say it. <laughs> pumped. You're pumped. pumped. I'm pumped, yeah. as always. A very warm welcome to everybody. Thank you for listening, or thank you for watching, if you're on the Facebooks or the, uh, the YouTubes. Uh, you found your way to Wednesday Up Late, and it's great to have you with us. Uh, we are the weekly podcast uh, produced by Good Movie Monday. Which is a, it's a whole other show, um, a whole different kind of show. But you can find us at goodmoviemonday.com and just click that up late tab. And uh, hey, if you're if you're into the podcast side of things, you can actually find us on Newsly. That's where we'd prefer prefer you to listen to us. Newsly is um, a fantastic super app, and we don't just say this because they support what we do. We actually believe that they're a really good app, and they have uh, they were actually they they started as a um, an app for the visually impaired, so that um, they could get their news delivered to them in a very easy manner. But, you know, that just took off and the application applied to so many other things. So that's um that's where we are on the Newsly app. And uh, they have an exclusive, um pre- we, we have an exclusive code for you, I should say, for their premium service. <laughs> so the the app is free, but if you do want to get a free month of um premium, which is a whole other thing, they give you a whole lot more stuff, just use our show's name as your code. So Wednesday up late. Go to newsly.me and uh, download it and get the good stuff. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good stuff. Good stuff. It's good stuff. Another week goes good by, Chloe. Um, what have you been up to since the last episode? Oh, you know me, Glenn. I uh, just taking everything in my stride and taking your suggestions on this upwards trail to Tom Cruise uh, <laughs> fandom. Yeah, awesome. Um, <laughs> I did what you asked me to do, okay, and I watched Days of Thunder. Holy shit! Well, first I didn't ask you to do it. I just I suggested. Maybe it's a good idea. <laughs> you suggested many a time and very forcefully uh, <laughs> that I watch Days of Thunder, and I thought, fine, I'll shut this guy up for fun. Persuasively, and persuasively. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did. I did watch it and loved it. Oh, had yes. To, had to keep the, the audience in suspense <laughs> just then. Loved it. Goosebumps, OG Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Just, just all around, just awesome. Just really cool. I'm really glad you liked it. And um, it's just such a pumping movie. Like, it's it just flows so so effortlessly, you know, just from one scene to the next. Um, I mean, it's melodrama, but who cares? Like that's, you know, it, it's also a Tony Scott film. And if people know Tony Scott, that's what he does. He is the director of Top Gun. Um, and I, I've always liked this one more than Top Gun. I've always considered it to be Top Gun, you know, on the on the road you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> with wheels. You have said that before. I actually have heard you say that. Yeah. And, and when I was- started this movie, I said, Dude, have you pulled me onto a movie about NASCAR? Like, I've been <laughs> to NASCAR and it is boring as fuck. And this movie makes NASCAR not boring at but all. That, but that logic applies to every subject of movies that we watch, you know, that 
of things we don't have interest in. Like, you know, movies are designed to be entertaining. So. <laughs> well, I mean, that's true, but they've taken a very boring subject <laughs> in my eyes um, and turned it really well, entertaining hey, to watch. Baseball is boring as fuck, and yet there's so many great baseball movies. Anyway, this oh, was... I love baseball. This, so do I, but it's it's like cricket. It's very boring. But my... um, What was I going to say about that? This Days of Thunder was actually the first movie, I believe, that Tom Cruise really championed. Like, it was the one he was behind and he made happen, and, and that kind of set his career path you know, going forward, that he had the control to bring these big stories together. And what a cast. Robert Duvall, you know, John C. Riley, Carrie Ellis, and... Just so many. Randy Quaid, hello. Bunch of I wasn't. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I put it on. I was interested in watching it, but I wasn't overly interested until I saw John C. Riley's name and Carriel's. And I'm like, all right, I think I can get into this. And then, like, the cinematography of it all was just beautiful. Like, yeah. It was just. I have no other way to describe it. It was just beautiful. Like the, the scenes, it was mm-hmm. just all really nice. That's the um, that's the Jerry Bruckheimer and Tony Scott effect, and you know, yeah, that's what they do, and it's it's a wonderful thing. Um, and the soundtrack's great. Soundtrack is great. Soundtrack you, is awesome. Do you remember on last week's show I was saying that when when Tom Cruise gets into a heightened state of emotion, he uses his arm. Did you mm-hmm. see that at the pool table scene when he's at Rowdy's house and he gets mm-hmm. angry and smashes his arm? Is it does all the work? Yeah, I did because I'd heard you say it the week before, so yeah. I did notice it actually. <laughs> and one thing else that I noticed is that Tom Cruise really, really knows how to fill out a pair of pants. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. That's that's all I'm going to say. Uh, did you did you envy that female highway patrol stripper? Oh, she was good looking too. Hey, <laughs> yeah, she was very good looking. <laughs> She filled out a pair of pants quite nicely too, if I must say so myself. So <laughs> I don't discriminate. <laughs> um, uh, this, uh, this is not going to drag the uh, episode down whatsoever. This is a celebration, but we have to mention that Barry Humphreys passed away. Um, very, very sad. An absolute titan of entertainment and comedy and someone I idolized. And and I'm not just saying that because this is you know, the moment that he's passed. You know, if you backtrack my social media, I've, you know, I've posted his stuff many times. I saw him live a couple of years ago. Just an absolute legend, and I highly recommend everyone go down a bit of a rabbit hole. A lot of the younger generation don't appreciate or understand what Barry Humphreys is. They might see the Dame Edna, you know, character and and maybe Les Patterson, but they I don't think they really strip away the layers to see the satire that's there and, and the scathing social commentaries and things. So Absolutely. The- and um Famously from Mooney Ponds, which is where, you know, an area where near, ooh, an area near where I grew up. And when I was doing my high school production, I think I was in year 11 when I was doing this production. It was kind of 60s themed and they were figuring out my costume and they couldn't quite figure out what they wanted to do with my costume. And I said, Dame Edna, just <laughs> Dame Edna the fuck out of it. And they did. And it looked amazing. And, you know, um, I had a lot of fond memories, um, especially when, you know, Barry Humphreys came to my school, like she, just so supportive and hilarious and just yeah. down to earth. And yeah, you couldn't, couldn't get any true. And one, one of the few Aussie entertainers in particularly comedy that, that cracked all the markets, big in the UK, big in America, had his own show in America. Like it's just insane. And, um, yeah, no, so it's a huge loss. And this, the, the thing I did the second that I heard he passed away was, 
Um, I put on The Adventures of Barry McKenzie, which is the film that put him on the map. He wrote it. Uh, he stars in it. Um, it's based on a, a comic book he wrote. And, yeah, so I just go do that. It's it's online, The Adventures of Barry McKenzie. There's two of those. And then um, Les Patterson Saves the World. It's, it's, it's notorious for being one of the worst films ever made. But once again, I, I sort of <laughs> implore you to dive into the comedy and see what's being said and see what's being lampooned there. It, it came at the time when the AIDS epidemic was going around so there's a lot of social commentary with that and and terrorism that in america terrorism was on the rise so there's a lot of stuff in there that's um i think it plays better over the course of time like you know it's, time's been kind to it <laughs> if you say so i do i do anyway <laughs> let's um play some games yes games games, right. games 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 all right. Mm, mm-hmm. True or false? <laughs> or as Chloe likes to say, truth or false? <laughs> <laughs> I even all have it like, written there on my notes. We, we've been doing this long enough that I can actually say, after all these years, she still says truth <laughs> or false. <laughs> There's something glitching in my brain and I cannot write true or false. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if it's just, I'm just stuck in this running gag in this simulation or I, I really am that blonde on the inside but we moved past it it's just part of our shtick now i guess it is uh you go first i go first okay <clears throat> all right burt reynolds turned down the roles such as han solo in star wars john mcclain in die hard and even turned down um a chance to play james bond true or false I feel like it's true i really do um however i feel like one of them's not like, I feel like there's truth in that, but one of them's not. So I'm going to say false. It's actually true. Yeah, damn. And he said he said that he regretted all of those except for the roles he turned down that went to Bruce Willis because he said he would never be able to do a better job than Bruce Willis. So A rare example of humility from uh, mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very rare. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, no. That, I knew there was an element of truth to that, but I thought you might have thrown in one false to throw me off. But um, I can I can actually quite imagine him as Han Solo as well. Like, obviously, I would never change anything, and Harrison Ford will always be Han Solo. But I can kind of see Burt Reynolds as Han Solo. I don't know if you can. Yeah, but, he's rugged. Yeah. He's rugged. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he he would be an awful James Bond, and you know, that's oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I've never even seen a James Bond, and I can already say he is definitely not suave enough. For that. <laughs> yeah, um, we can pass by that, people. We've we've had that conversation. Like, if you're new to the show, like that is shocking. I know, but just, we can move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I jumped on the Tom Cruise train. Give me a minute. Okay. Oh, no, we're good. We're we're beyond the James Bond thing and, until the next one. All right. So, <laughs> true or false? The movie Suburban Commando, starring Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lloyd, was originally written. For Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Oh, my Lord. I'm going to say that's true. Oh, wait, hang on. Was this before or after Twins? Good question. I haven't got the date written down. This would have been around about 94, I think, which would be after Twins. After Twins. I would say it's true then. It is true. Yes. Yeah. Hulk Hogan they... and Christopher Lloyd are like the poor man's Schwarzenegger yes, and DeVito. <laughs> I... Actually, it definitely was after Twins because I believe they turned it down in order to make Junior. Ah, another great 
movie. Yeah, I mean, Suburban Commando, it's, it's it's not a good movie whatsoever, but it's one of those ones as a kid, you watched it a lot, and it's just, it's a nostalgic thing. It's like, I could put it on tomorrow and enjoy the shit out of that one. Yep, fair, fair. Fair. All right. <laughs> uh, true or false, the movie American Pie invented the term MILF. True. False. It was actually used by some rando on the internet like four or five years prior. Uh, all they- right. Plucked it. They popularized it. They popularized it, definitely, but it okay. they didn't invent the term. All right, that sounds like semantics to me. <laughs> <laughs> Tato tomato. I remember using it a lot after hearing it. Yeah, a lot of people used it on me too. <laughs> on you. Well, as oh, my uh, mother was quite young and quite good looking, she still is. Uh, yes. But during high school, when you have a mother that looks like that. Yes. Yeah. And a grandmother who didn't look half as bad either. Then well, you got the word MILF and GILF thrown well, around as well. So. Yep. I mean. Trauma. <laughs> Kate, I would have used it to her if I was that age back then. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> All righty. So true or false. Steven Spielberg's original treatment for the first Jaws sequel was titled Tentacles and featured a man eating octopus. A sequel to Jaws? Well, when Jaws came out, it was a big blockbuster. Yeah. So the studio demanded a sequel and they eventually got one. But Steven Spielberg, his original pitch was he didn't want to do Jaws again because he's already done Jaws. So if you want me for a Jaws sequel, let's do it about another sea monster. So it's going to be about like a giant octopus and he's going to call it Tentacles. I'm going to say this is true because I reckon he would have used stuff from the Goonies <laughs> for it. <laughs> or he got, or he got, was that before or after Goonies? He would before. have taken it. It was before. So he would have taken that and put it in Goonies. So I'm going to say it's true. Nah, completely false. I made that up. Oh, and that was so good. <laughs> you had me going, man. I know. When you when you sort of questioned it, I'm like, oh, there's opportunity here to give a legitimate backstory. <laughs> yeah, you elaborated so well. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, love, I love that you the correlation you made with Goonies, though. That was just genius. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. Well, people who aren't as into Goonies as I am probably won't know, but the line at the end of Goonies, um, when the giant octopus came out, you know, blah, 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 uh, that line used to really confuse me. And then I saw the deleted scenes of the giant octopus, so. Mm. Anyway, for fun fact for all of you who already probably knew. Um, all right, number three. <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge is related to a former US president. True or false? I reckon that's true. Yeah, it is true. She's related to President Calvin Coolidge. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and uh, that's hilarious when you think of, uh, well, pretty much everything she's done, but if you particularly think of... Um... A Mighty Wind, which is a, a a mockumentary she did about folk music, and she plays like practically the dumbest person on earth. Mm-hmm. That's a very funny thing to know, you know, in that context. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. very interesting. Um, okay, what have we got here? Right, so true or false? There was supposed to be a third My Girl movie about a grown-up Vader, and it was going to be called Still My Girl. Oh God, I hope not. Please, false. It's true. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Well, then why did you say false? Because I wanted it to be false (laughs) so badly. That's terrible. 
That's absolutely terrible. Of all the titles that you could pick, it was going to be called Still My Girl. No. That may have been a working title, but it was going to be like a bit of a legacy sequel. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> like my truth or false questions uh, this week. <laughs> uh, all right, my last one. Clint Eastwood survived a plane crashing into shark-infested waters while on a pass to see his girlfriend while training for the Korean War. False. True. You've just gone all true. No, there's a false in there. What was the false one? Uh, the American Pie one. <laughs> yeah, okay. But anyway, so the story goes that Clint Eastwood <laughs> was on a plane and he was flying into Seattle to see his girlfriend. Uh, the plane ran out of fuel and landed in the ocean and they were stuck there for a little while and then they thought, oh, we may as well swim to land because they could see it. And they swam to land and they had no idea that it was shark-infested water. So he's very lucky that he... Uh, I am truly amazed that I've never heard that story before. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. I deep dived for these Good terrible story. questions just like, this week. Just like Clint did to <laughs> escape the sharks. He's the original Jaws, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Swim my bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was so bad. It was amazing. All right. Moving on for that one. Yeah. So, true or false, the original theatrical poster for Mr. Deeds featured an old man as the butler instead of John Turturro. You may remember, like, the DVD cover has John Turturro in the yeah. background doing this. The original mm-hmm. theatrical poster, true or false, had an old man in the background. An old man. Mm. I'm going to say false. No, nah, it's completely true. You can really? Google that one, and it's on the screen, right? Now, yep, and now here's the other version. There we go. What <laughs> you're nurturing the image? <laughs> Don't know what side it's going to be on. Everyone, everyone likes to comment on the phallic nature of my microphone, so now I'm just featuring. Yes, and just for the last 30 seconds, we forgot we're also a podcast, so apologies <laughs> to those people listening that don't get to see what we're doing. Uh... I was fondling my microphone's giblets. Anyway. <laughs> oh, what else is there to talk oh. about? Um, I, I saw some uh, new behind-the-scenes images from the new Wicked with Ariana oh, Grande. Me too. And I am so glad that they're using a close-to-original version of the dress and a close-to-original version of the look um, of the original Glinda. Um, oh, looks so good. Looks so good. So did nothing for me. <laughs> but is that because of Ariana Grande or is that? No, look, I'm, look, I don't think she's a good choice whatsoever, but that's, you know, neither here or there. Like, just the, I guess the aesthetic that they're going for just from, like, yes, just from these two photos alone, I'm not going to judge the whole film based on these, but if that's the look they're going for, it's 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 missing something. It's just it's yeah. It's not the Oz I want it to be. Um, I'm gonna have to disagree. Yeah, it I knew took you would. me to a very <laughs> um OG Oz place. Um, hang on, hang on. OG Oz place. Come on, what does that mean? So, like, when I think of Glinda in, um, like Munchkinland. Yeah. In the original movie, yes. and then I saw the images of Ariana doing it as well. It took me straight back there straight away. Wow. 
Yeah. Okay. I was happy with it. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you are. And, and I must say, just for a little bit of added context, I don't like Wicked, the musical. So, you know, there's yeah. that too. So I'm not particularly excited for this film. I will go and see it. The fact that they've broken it into two parts is just, come on. Really? Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so it's going to be Wicked Part 1 and then Wicked Part 2. Um, Depending on how Wicked Part goes, one. Uh, how? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> glug, glug. Depending on how... Wicked part one does. Um, I would say part two would be good to fit the story in and bring it to life as much as they possibly can. Otherwise, they could be, you know, just milking it. I'm going to have to make a montage of all those moments. Oh, it's terrible. I don't I've know what it no, is. No, both of us have been included. We both do it. So come on. Uh, I couldn't even get a drink in my up. mouth at the start of this show. Anyway. <laughs> That can be an end of year project, just a whole montage of us. <laughs> Bloody hell. All right, let's play a game. Speak. Yay. <laughs> All right. What, <laughs> what's the next one? Um, guess the year of release is what we've got. Yep. This Four movies. A, I mean, this could be a very short game because all you've got to do is guess the year of release. There's no actual added well, conversation. Think about it. You actually got to think about it. Okay. So, so in other words, if you know the answer, think it out a bit. Just think, just drag it out a little bit so the podcast lasts. What is longer. it? What what is it you said on? <laughs> yeah, what is it you said on the last um, promo? It's theatre. <laughs> theatre. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Uh, I'm going to go first. Okay. Yes, the year of release. Adam's yeah. family values. Yeah. Is that the um, Christina Ricci one? Yeah, part two. Yep. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Oh, don't we usually do four movies? Oh, I haven't. I've only done one each. <gasps> someone missed the briefing. Oh, fuck someone, it. Some, someone, briefing. someone laid down the brief and missed the brief. It's not me today. All right, give me a sec. Give me a sec. This is easy. All right. No, 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 I got it. I got it. Oh, All right. Okay. You don't want me to. <laughs> okay, let me quickly <laughs> find some other movies for the other ones. Go for it. You, you keep talking okay. and... Uh... Um, Adam's Nothing family. This here. is definitely nineties. Um, yes. she was quite youngish, but not too young. So I'm gonna go um, ninety-four. Yep. <laughs> Fuck me dead. You do this every time. Oh God, I'm good. Have I told you lately how good I am? Would you yep. like to tell me? <laughs> Chloe is really good. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're so sweet. You didn't have to say that. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. Now, let's let's uh, just counterbalance that and uh, throw, <laughs> I guess throw four movies at me and see how I go. All right. Ready? Okay. Willy Wonka, A Clockwork Orange, Dirty Harry, Fiddler on the Roof. 74? Come on. 76. Down. Oh, it's 72. Down. 70. 71. Fuck, that's the how bad I am at this. Didn't... This is how bad I am at this. I could list every fucking year except the actual one it is. <laughs> 1971. That's some pretty heavy hitting movies that year. It's a good year. It's a good year. Great year. Great year. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to look in two directions for this one. 
because I've got it. one answer in front of me and then I've got to divert to the other answer. Though. Like, right, here we okay. go. So, whatever you need to do. Guess the year of release. Big Mama's House. Oh, God. Yep. Unbreakable. Castaway. And Traffic. Um, that Big Mama's House, the original? Yep. Traffic. <laughs> um, Castaway. 2001. One more guess? 2003. No! <laughs> 2002. Nah. <laughs> 2000. Oh, oh, I was so close. Oh, what? 2000. I should have known that. Passed away. I reckon I knew that. Bit of a bonus question for you. Um, How mm-hmm. many movies are there in the Big Mama's House franchise? Oh, God. There's three. Correct. There you go. Redemption. There you go. At least I got something right there. Yeah, All right. Your next one. Yep. <laughs> the Jerk, Kramer versus Kramer, 1941, and Superman. It's either 78 or 79. I'm going to say 79. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, 1941, a... one of my favorite books of all time. <laughs> Does not translate to a movie, I have to say, though. No, Does it's... not translate very well to a movie. It's, I mean, it's famously considered Steven Spielberg's worst film. Um, but you know what? I think, you know, if, if that's the worst a filmmaking can get, then, you know, not bad. I still think it's, it's pretty fun. E- pretty fun yeah. movie. I've seen it countless amount of times. I've read the book countless amount of times. It's one of my favorite stories. Yeah. Um, but it is painful to sit through. I will sit through it, but it is painful. <laughs> All righty. All right. My next one. So mm-hmm. guess the year of release. Yep. Three Amigos, oh. Crocodile Dundee, yep. Short Circuit, mm-hmm. and The Fly. <laughs> Give me the first one again. <laughs> Three Amigos. I'm going to say, oh, shit. I'm going to say 88. Damn it. 87. No. Nah. 86. Yeah. Really? And the first movie I type in just now to bring up the extra three that I missed out on, one of them was Stand By Me. And I'm like, I can't do that. I can't oh, throw that I one in there. I straight away. But uh, please um, tell me you've seen Three Amigos. And if you haven't, please add that to your list. I have seen the Three Amigos. You have to give me some credit there. I actually watched it just incredibly recently. I tried to get the kids to watch it. It is they a wouldn't. masterpiece. They wouldn't sit through it. It's Every, um, everything about that movie is just great. Those three together have created like one of the perfect SNL movies. You can't yeah, yeah. beat one of those movies. And and um, I say this every time Three Amigos gets referenced, but that scene where they're camping at night time and they eat the bat. <laughs> I've always wanted to eat bat since then. It looks so oh. delicious. Well, because they use crispy bacon in the movie and it's like makes bat look delicious. No, no. You, are you telling me you don't like crispy if you, bacon? I love crispy bacon, but not exactly. even to think about bat. If you ever do taste bat or eat bat, let me know. 
You know it. I will. All right. <clears throat> Mrs. Doubtfire, what's eating Gilbert Grape, phone heads, and cool runnings? So I want to say 94, but I think you, it's 93. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Wow, Ooh. look at you. I'm so good at this. You are so good at this. Thanks. Have I told you how good you are at this, Glenn? Have I told you lately that you're good at this? Doesn't kind of work, does it? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's my last one? Yeah, yep. All right. Guess the name. Uh, guess the name. Fucking hell. Guess the year of release. Biodome. Mars Attacks. The Frighteners. And From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, my God. I haven't seen any of those. <laughs> I would spit this if I wasn't going to damage my computer. <laughs> I haven't seen any of those. That's a spit take right there. Um. Wow. Um. Okay, so from you haven't seen... Ah, oh, From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, no, Quentin... that's a zombie movie, isn't it? No, it's a vampire movie. It's Quentin Tarantino, George Clooney, Robert Rodriguez, no, Salma Hayek. No, I haven't seen that one. No. Holy shit. Don't pretend like you haven't heard of it either because you're going to cause outrage across the world. I'm sorry. Since when don't I not cause outrage <laughs> with things that I haven't seen? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say 2004. No. No, I have no idea. 1996. I mean, 2004, The Frighteners is Peter Jackson. You know that 2004 was when he did Lord of the Rings. Oh, the f- oh, I have heard of that movie. I haven't seen it, but I have heard of that movie. <laughs> oh, my God. What are we doing no, no, here? Lord of the Rings is 2001. Thank you. No, but he was making he was making Lord of the Rings still. Like oh, he was, yeah. Yeah, like Frighteners didn't come after it. It didn't come after it. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the internet's going to hate me today. Internet really dislikes Cleo. Um, All right, your last one. The Lost Boys, The Princess Bride, Raising Arizona, and Evil Dead 2. I want to say, can you read them out again? Yes, The Lost Boys, The Princess Bride, 87. Raising Arizona, and Evil Dead 2. It's either 87 or 88. 87. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I put Evil Dead in there too. Evil Dead 2 in there for you. You have to know what this is. I know, but it's funny. My, my br- I heard Evil Dead, but my brain was going with the other ones. I'm like, Lost oh, Boys, I should know when that is anyway. Yeah. And it yeah. turns out I did. It's really good. Raising Arizona is one of those movies I've always wanted to watch, but I've never sort of gotten around to. I've heard it's really good. It is really good. That's a Coen Brothers deep dive. I, I it's funny whenever the Coen Brothers movies sort of you know, come into my sort of world or my sphere, and I want to watch them, I tend to do a marathon. I tend to just pick a whole bunch of Coen Brothers movies and do them back to back. I can never do one. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Raising Arizona, you know, belongs to a sort of a marathon of their movies that they could you could break their career and their their filmography into several kinds of themes and marathons and that's that's just one of many but it's a good one yeah i've heard i've heard it's on the list it's on the list awesome have you um yep go no you go no no you go <laughs> i was just going to say have you uh rewatched anything lately that has tickled your fancy something that you've seen before but just like felt like you needed to watch it again 
Are you trying to lead me into something? No. Because <laughs> I feel like you're alluding that I have and I can't think off the top of my head if I have. I tell oh, you what, no, this I is... was just asking. Okay, just actual asking. So here's the deal. Like, you know what I do for work. Uh, a lot of other people don't and I'm not going to go into it, but it involves a lot of movies and a lot of interviews um, and I have to watch a lot of movies in order to do it. And so I have lost, I've lost the ability to really go back and watch movies I love. Like it's just, it doesn't happen anymore. And I wish it would. Mind you, like I said, when when you know, Barry Humphreys died, I made it a point to watch two of those mm-hmm. movies. Um, yeah. But at the same time, then that creates a bit of a backlog for things I do have to watch for work. And and it frustrates me when people say, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen that? And it's like, fuck, if only I had time. Yeah, that's what true. What a dilemma to have, so though, seriously. Like, Listen to me. I know. Well, no, I did ask for somewhat of a reason. It's just because when I was watching um, Days of Thunder, I I had a real inkling, like a real itch to scratch to watch The Outsiders for some reason. So I found it and I put it on and I forgot how freaking good it was. Yep. You know, like, you know, it's a good movie, but you just don't realize how good it is until you sit back and you rewatch something like that. I'm really glad you said that because you have triggered one memory. Um, last week I did revisit a movie and you know it too. It was Streets of Fire. Of course, of course, of course. Of yes. Course. Um, Chloe and I have a habit of just texting each other when we watch certain films. Just to... <laughs> It's fun. It's fun. Um, so, yeah, no, and I'm like, Streets of Fire, you got to catch it. And then she's, you know, going, I'm watching The Outsiders now. And I'm like, that turns me into a whole fucking film of fire. Like, oh, now you got to watch all the other Francis Ford Coppola movies. <laughs> Do yourself a favour. Oh, <laughs> uh, you like to go down those rabbit holes. I go by feeling what I feel in the moment. That's what but I that have is, to no, watch. but that that's that the feeling is what kicks it off. And once you get started, then you go down the rabbit hole. For me, that's how it works. Mm. So yeah. I just suddenly out of the blue feel like watching a particular movie. And once I'm halfway through it, I'm just like, fuck, now I've got to watch this. Now I've got to watch that. That's what I was doing during th- Days of Thunder. I'm like, I like I don't care what happens after this. I'm watching The Outsiders. Yeah, cool. And luckily for me, it was you know somewhere where I could stream it, and it would just it lived up. It lived up to my memories, and then some. It was so good. Very cool. Uh, I was going to ask you if you saw the teaser trailer for the new Godzilla vs Kong movie. No, I didn't. This drink is coming back up on me. Hang on. <laughs> it's all the coconut. Got to push it back down. Um, it's called Godzilla Times Kong or X-Con, The New Empire. And it's just a basic teaser with what's, I suppose, it's a very dark setting, Kong sitting on a throne in the background. Mm-hmm. And in front of him is like a like an ocean of bones. And right in the foreground as the camera comes over the bones is like the, the Godzilla and Kong skulls right oh. in the foreground. And then just the title comes up. So it's just a reveal of the title pretty much. But that's exciting. That's like that's the MonsterVerse is still going strong and there's there's more installments. It's a fun franchise. Yeah. It's not something that's really appealed to me in the past, um, but there's definitely an audience I think, for I it. Think so. if you, I think you would love the Kong Skull Island movie, which has John C. Riley, Samuel L. Jackson, and it's it's a King Kong movie during the Vietnam War era. Okay. So there, it's very much, you know, troops on the ground, Vietnam style, but instead of like the Viet Cong or whatever, you've got King Kong. Like, it's just very cool. Okay. Well, that's yeah. piqued my interest. And that, and that's a really, really good little gateway to that universe because then you've got the Godzilla movies and the verses and, yeah. And then if you're a real nerd, you can go all the way back to the 1950s and 40s with all the Godzilla King Kong movies. There's fucking heaps of them. It's fun. 
I was going to do something completely inappropriate then, but I won't. Shall we move on? To- <laughs> no, 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 please. No. I want to know. I want to know. No. Game uh, number three. <laughs> Game number three. Uh, I was going to say something inappropriate then, and I just decided not to. <laughs> okay, so who am I? That's what we're playing. Who am I? Pretty simple concept. Want me to kick it off? Absolutely. All right, who am I? Born in 1979, I made a name for myself as part of a popular comedy duo. Mm-hmm. The type Do of I film- guess after each clue or? No, well, you just decide when you want to jump in and have a guess. There's no limit to the yep. guesses. Okay, uh, all right. The type of films I direct came as a surprise to most of my fans. Okay. Came as a surprise. Yep. I direct what could be considered to be elevated horror movies. Oh, okay. Come on. Elevated horror. <laughs> elevated horror movies. Next one. Tarantino? No, not Tarantino. <laughs> You'll understand why I'm reacting this way in a minute. All right. You ready? Yep. Between... Us, if I told you to get out, you'd probably say no. Nope. Oh, Jordan Peele? <laughs> yes. Ian Peele. <laughs> hey, Ron. Tarantino. Tarantino, come on. <laughs> You're like, shh. Oh, That's okay. I love I, Ian Peele. I love them so yeah, much. They are, they are fantastic. I, I suck at this game particularly, so just, just put me out of my misery, please. Okay, who am I? I served as a corporal with the U.S. Army as a combat engineer during World War II, where one of my duties was defusing land landmines. I also served in the Battle of the Bulge. Who am I? I was born in Brooklyn, New York, in 1926. Who am I? I am part of an exclusive few who have won EGOTs. It's not Clint Eastwood. Who am I? No. This is your last clue, by the way. Rightio. Who am I? I am known for my comedic genius in the creation of such films and musicals like Young Frankenstein, The Producers, Spaceballs, and Blazing Saddles. It's not Carl Reiner. It's Mel Brooks. <laughs> yep. Or Melvin Kaminsky. <laughs> yeah. uh, far out. Good one. That's good. I would. I would have changed my name to Mel Brooks as well if my name was Melvin Kaminsky. That's a mouthful. It, it was, um, yeah, it was a, you had to in Hollywood in those days. It was change a stage thing. name. It was a ra- yeah. No, it was a racism thing as well. Like if you had a really Jewish name type of thing. He, I mean, he he leaned into it. Oh, absolutely, sure. absolutely. <laughs> he, because, he I mean, leaned into his Jewishness. For Hollywood, sure. <laughs> Hollywood was founded by Jewish, um, and it uh-huh. got to a certain point in a certain time where you definitely could lean into it. But there was also a point in time there where you couldn't, right? So, mm-hmm. anyway, springtime for Hitler and Germany. Just absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Next one. Okay, so <laughs> who am I? I was the Disney brat whose breakthrough came in 1998 in a remake of a classic Disney movie from the 60s. Lindsay Lohan. Yep. (laughs) 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 What were your other clues? Keep going. Uh, As I entered adulthood, my life went off the rails. Oh, poor Lindsay. Um, I know what it's like to be my mum. Oh, God. 
Freaky Friday. Oh, Freaky Friday. Yep. Yep. And I've been a fully loaded drama queen with a freaky mean streak. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so what's your next one? <laughs> um, so I missed the briefing again. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> I only prepared one. She just texted me as we're talking. <laughs> I'm like, That's funny as that will, I will oh just give you two more. Go for it, please. Put me out of my misery. I mean, I'm off the hook here. <laughs> you really are. All right. Who am I? With the help of friends and family, I funded my own first gross out horror movie in 1987. Yep. I gained notoriety for directing an R rated Muppet movie knockoff. Oh. <laughs> I've gone on to make some of the most successful movies of all time. Peter Jackson. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Frighteners, that's the Muppet one, right? No. no? My next that's clue was going one. to be it's frightening to think that Chloe hasn't guessed who I am yet. <laughs> I am I am mortified. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. I should have let you get to it. No, the, uh, the, Muppet, the Muppet movie. One? It's Meet the Feebles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did know that. Good one. I'm All not right. very good today. All right, last one. Last one. Okay, so <laughs> yes. I come from an improv background and Greta Gerwig was amongst my university classmates. Oh. My first TV break came on a show called The Big Gay Sketch Show. Oh. I joined the cast of SNL in 2012 and I've won several Emmy Awards. Um, Hang on. Joined in 2012. I love how you got to jump in and guess these before the last one. Um, I'm going to throw out a guess of Andy Sandberg. No. Okay. Yesterday I was a band manager and I went balls out before busting ghosts. Um, balls out? I'm a balls lesbian. Ghost. Oh, Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Hence the big fat gay sketch show. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because um, when I guessed Andy Sandberg, I'm like, he was on a show called that. I didn't the big know gay that. Sketch show. <laughs> oh, great girl. Okay. So, I, what I really yeah. want to know is, um, how much time have we saved by not doing the rest of yours? You know, who can, who, knows? who knows? Who knows? You probably would have guessed all of mine had I prepared. <laughs> properly um but you know i wouldn't be me if i didn't fuck something up along the way you know well i'm just glad we both fuck something up along the way i know yeah in it together or not at all um Good friends let's, we are. let's let's pack it up there and, and, and get the fuck out of here so thank you everybody <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening thanks for watching it's been a lot of fun um we would appreciate if you you know drop us a comment share us with your friends tell them about us um Find us on Facebook. We've got a group there. It's uh, Wednesday up late. And, uh, yeah, just be part of the fun. You can suggest some games for us and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So until next week, Chloe. All righty then. <laughs> what? No, it sounded like you put on an accent. I just... just... <laughs>